In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday's action in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out PricePicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's look ahead to Wednesday. There are 10 games on. So? Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. The first game is the Hornets and the Pacers. Back-to-back for Charlotte. Gordon Haywood missed Sunday's game. We don't know if he's going to play Tuesday. I would expect that he sits one of these games with the foot soreness. Probably Tuesday, return Wednesday. But I don't know yet at this stage. We know Jalen McDaniels will be out. Um, I want to watch PJ Washington Jr., whose minutes have pushed up with Mason Plumley playing under 20 minutes the last two games. Is that going to be the norm? Are we going to have high minutes of PJ every game? He's worth taking a flyer on. I think there is a little bit of flukiness in what he's done recently, but he is worth taking a crack at. And then Terry Rogier, who's been playing unbelievably well. Really high assist numbers lately for Rogier as well, but the shooting continues to be inconsistent. Big stretches of high numbers, and then you have like a 20% night. And that can be a bit frustrating. So watching how his assists look, but also the shooting numbers for Rogier. For the Pacers, we don't expect Amantas Sabonis to be playing in this one. No Brogdon, no Turner, no Warren, of course. So it's going to be another day for the Dart. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile? No, not the Dart. Not the Dart. Goga Badadze. Yes, he played only 22 minutes against the Pelicans. He was in foul trouble. That was not them changing to go with O'Shea Brissett. They will go back to Badadze, is my guess. On Wednesday, and he will play pretty strong minutes and remains a really solid fantasy option while Sabonis is out. And then Jeremy Lamb. Um, yeah, minutes have been all right. Mid, mid to low 20s, scoring okay. Last game, they had Dwayne Washington go off. I don't expect that to be a regular occurrence. But watching how Lamb interacts or how the minutes look with Lamb in comparison to Washington, especially with Karis LeVert back, is going to be intriguing. The Bucks and the Cavs is the next game. Drew Holiday looked really good last game. That was without Giannis out, though. But we expect Drew's going to continue to start now that he's back in the starting lineup, of course. But watching what his numbers look like, because before he went down with that ankle-slash-COVID issue, he was killing him, even with Giannis around. So let's see what Drew can provide to us here. And there is no Grayson Allen or Wes Matthews. So I'm expecting Jordan Wara to be able to step up. Then they might start George Hill instead. But there is an opportunity here for Nwora to play more minutes. And he can become a stream option, at least for deeper formats. For the Cavs, we know they're going to be missing Larry Marketing, so Dean Wade will get another start. We don't know about Jarrett Allen, who missed last game with an illness. But Wade will be at least an interesting 14-team league player. And then with Marketing out, Isaac Okoro saw a little bit of a spike in his usage. Is he able to maintain high usage and be good enough to maybe push to 12s? Probably not. But I'd like to see if that high usage does continue without um, without Larry Marketing in this game, as we expect. Well, not expect. We know that Larry Marketing's out. The Clippers and the Magic. The wing rotation for the Clippers. 
Is it going to be BJ Boston or Terrence Mann or Eric Bledsoe or Amir Coffey or Luke Kennard or Nick Batum or Marcus Morris? There's so many names there. Boston has been impressive. 24 minutes last game, 24 minutes in two of the last three games. Played more than Bledsoe, more than Coffey in the last game. Same amount of minutes as Marcus Morris. Where does he fit? He's at least like a nice 18, 16 team league option and someone to watch. And then the Terrence Mann watch, like what does his minutes look like compared to Coffey? and compared to Luke Kennard, who are the guys he's probably competing with the most. Kennard probably is the guy that I take the flyer on there, but I think it's just going to be a mess in terms of those players and their minutes on most nights. For the Magic, I don't think there's a player that I'm more interested in watching in the entire league than Jalen Suggs, because he was bad to start the year. He came back from the thumb injury, and now he's awesome. Awesome's a stretch, but he looks really bloody good, and he's exciting to watch. And there's a lot of confusion. Like, what the hell happens with him now and with Cole Anthony, whose shooting is absolutely in the toilet, and his usage is down. So the Suggs-Anthony dynamic is something to really pay attention to, especially with Terrence Ross and Gary Harris both back and available to play. How does it all work? Is Suggs going to continue to dominate the way that he has? And he has, it's been like subtle domination from Suggs. I think maybe yes, dom, maybe domination's a bit too far, but he's been awesome, and he's been really looking like a focal point of this team. How the hell does that all work out? That is going to be... A really interesting development for not only that game, but for the rest of the season. But I'm going to tell you now about Price Picks. I've been telling you about Price Picks for a while, but if you haven't tried it, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you've got to use the code NBA. That's right, an exclusive offer available to locked on fantasy basketball listeners. Price Picks. It's easy. It's, it's different from other DFS providers because it's basically just props. You got points or rebounds, assists, steals, threes. What you do is you pick two to five players and you just go over, under on the projections. Smoosh them together and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And it doesn't just have to be basketball. You can do multi-sport entries as well. So go to pricepicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app. All users who deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get 50 bucks free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. As I said, I really appreciate you guys making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day, but we've got the NBA trade deadline coming up Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. So us at Locked On NBA, we're going to have a live show going from 2 p.m. through to 4 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be hosted by Kim Becker, John Corrales, NBA veteran Antonio Daniels, and some dickhead from Australia, Josh Lloyd. I'm going to be hosting it. So check us out over on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know that we go live and check us out over there. It's going to be a great, great show. The Knicks and the Heat. Is Cam Reddish going to play? That is the question. He was traded to the Knicks to get more minutes and he's played five minutes in two games. Um, will he play? Will Quentin Grimes play more minutes than Evan Fournier? So many questions. I don't think we're going to get any answers on this Knicks team, to be honest. I don't think Reddish is worth holding. I don't think he's that good. And if he's not getting minutes, he's obviously not worth holding in 12-team leagues. Um, but watching how the Reddish, Grimes, Fournier, Quickly, all those minutes, how they all go, is really interesting. And then Kemba Walker, who's starting, but played like 21 minutes. And then you're Quickly and Burks. There's just too many blokes. And Thibodeau doesn't know how to execute rotations properly. And it leads to no value for so many of these guys. So it, it does make it really tough to rely upon Kemba. You don't roster Kemba. You don't roster Burks. You don't roster Quickly. You don't roster Reddish. You don't roster Grimes. You don't roster, roster Fournier. They're just all over the shop. 
Really hard to trust them. While for the Heat, we could be getting Kyle Lowry back and we're definitely, almost definitely getting Tyler Hero back. So what does that mean for the Winter Soldier, Max Struess? Will he continue to play 30 minutes a night? Because Duncan Robinson's actually got 30 and 42 minutes the last two games. And what does it mean for Caleb Barton, who's been playing mid to high 20s in minutes? With basically a fully healthy team outside of Victor Oladipo, what does Struess, Martin, and Gabe Vincent's playing time look like? Big question, isn't it? I think their 12-team run could be over. The Kings and the Hawks. For Sacramento, it is a back-to-back for them. I don't know whether De'Aaron Fox is going to play because I don't know if he's going to play on Tuesday. But we really, the thing we want to watch is Terrence Davis, who's played 38, 37, and 30 minutes in the last three games. But that has been without Halliburton, Halliburton, and Fox. So what does his playing time look like if Halliburton and Fox both play? Where does he sit? What does his playing time look like? And is he worth it for 12-team leagues? And then I also want to watch Rashawn Holmes, who's been bad, but the last couple of games has been signs of life. Stepping it back up as his conditioning gets better. I do think that Holmes is clearly a must-roster player, and let's see if he starts to build on what we saw from him in the game on Saturday against the Bucks. For the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter, he had um, a back issue after a hard fall from the foul from Oubre on the weekend. He could be back Wednesday. He's listed as questionable. We hope he's able to play. Um, but Bogdanovich is returning too. So the Bogdanovich, Herder, Hunter minutes slash Knox Lowe Cabro. How does that all work out? Because Hunter and Herder have been getting all those minutes. Does that change with Bogdanovich back? And then Johnny Collins, the Baptist. Usage is just in the toilet. He doesn't get big minutes. He's a guy that I don't know that they trade him, but I know that if they did trade him, it's almost definite his value would rise. So he's just someone to watch. And I don't really think they're changing his role at all here in Atlanta, but I'd like to see something eventuate. The Nuggets and the Nets. Aaron Gordon has been playing really good basketball. His best stretch of basketball for the Nuggets. He's prone to having some stinkers for sure. But at the moment, he's playing really, really well. Some good minutes, some good production. Is it something that I trust? Not really, but he's playing well. I also want to watch the big stiffy Bones Highland because since Bryn Forbes arrived... His minutes have dropped down completely. 12 minutes in the game on Friday. Didn't play on Sunday due to illness. So how does the Highland, Forbes, Compasso, Reed rotation look? Who misses out? How do they decide to run that? For the Nets, it is a back-to-back for Brooklyn. Of course, there will be no Kyrie Irving. So I'm watching Kessler Edwards, who should be able to get more usage and play big minutes without Kevin Durant out there. And also, what does this mean for Cam Thomas with Kyrie out? And then LaMarcus Aldridge. Number one, does he play? It's a back-to-back for Aldridge. So will he play? Will that be dependent on whether Claxton plays? If Claxton and Aldridge are both out, we're going to get big minutes from Dayron Sharp? Or does Aldridge take a really big step up in this game without Irving and get some more usage? So watching the Aldridge minutes, uh, you know, pair that with how the center rotation looks, I think is really important. The Raptors and the Bulls. The Wiki, Chris Boucher. We saw his minutes drop um, last game, or the last two games with players returning with Gary Trent returning, but wouldn't you know it, Fred Van Vliet is out with knee soreness. I, kids, sorry, I am fucking stunned. I am, I could not, well, I, it is, I don't know how this could happen. How could Fred Van Vliet, who was playing 41 minutes a night, possibly have developed knee soreness? I guess it's a mystery we'll never find out. We don't know whether Van Vliet will play on Wednesday, but if he is out, it does help, I think, a little bit Boucher. Now, it's not the same as if Trent's out, because if Van Vliet's out, who the hell is your point guard? They're going to have to give minutes to players like Banton or Flynn. Are they going to run Barnes as their point guard? Maybe, but I doubt it. They can't run Gary Trent as their point guard. 
do they run Siakam as their point guard? Do they just go completely wild and say, we don't care what your positions are, we're just playing the best players? And that's a possibility. But it's not the same as Trent going out and Boucher just stepping up. Because you do might you might have to replace Van Vliet actually with a player who just hasn't played in, in Banton or Flynn. So watching that will be really interesting. Um, and then Gary Trent, who's been really bad the last couple of weeks, last month, in fact. Can those shooting numbers come up? I think they come up a little bit. Can you get those steals back, which have dropped off recently? For the Bulls, I, I want to watch to see what Ayo Dasunmu does. DeRozan and Levine will both play in this game. Dasunmu played big minutes recently. He's playing on the he's on the Fred VanVleet diet. Huge minutes. He's had some stinkers and some really good shooting games. I cannot, I cannot for the life of me, understand what his value is on a game by game basis. He's one of the hardest players for me to understand. Eight assists, zero assists. 70% shooting, 20% shooting. It's all over the shop. I'd like to see what his minutes are here. Will he keep starting alongside Levine and DeRozan as the point guard with Kobe White on the bench? Or will they play Levine as a point guard? I'm very intrigued to see what they do. And then what does that mean for White's minutes? He played 31 off the bench last game. Does he stay at 31 or does he go down to 25? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered with his Bulls rotation with DeRozan returning for this game. But a question I don't need answered is what's the best tasting protein bar ever? But you know what? I'll answer it anyway because the answer is Bilt Bar. Why would you have another protein bar? It, it honestly tastes like it's made out of cement. You chew it and you eat it and you go, this is this is disgusting. But I know I've got to eat it because it's good for me. Well, don't worry about that anymore. Get a Bilt Bar because it tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you're looking to lose weight, you want those delicious treats, those snacks that are good for you, but also giving you that big injection of protein that you definitely need. Giggity. So go to Bilt.com, look at the promo code, it's right here. It's lock 15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Put it in. Get 15% off. The flavors are amazing. Cookies and cream. That's the goat. That's your number one. But then you got your coconut or your raspberry, your orange, your strawberry, your mint brownie, your peanut butter brownie, your salted caramel, plus all the SE flavors they throw out there. That's special edition for those of you who don't know the lingo. So go to built.com, use the code LOCK15 and get yourself boxes of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. I wonder if Built Bar is ever going to listen to this show and tell me, hey, stop saying Built Bar built different. I'm going to keep saying it until they tell me not to. Next game, we look at the Grizzlies and the Spurs. Well, the Grizzlies might be getting some players back. Desmond Bain is out of COVID protocols. We don't expect Dylan Brooks to play. Well, he won't play. Uh, Kyle Anderson or Tyus Jones, they should all be out. And Jar Moran is dealing with a personal issue. He should be okay to go though. But do we get big minutes from the wave pool D'Anthony Melton? His minutes were embarrassing except for the last two games where he played 27 and 31. And just because Bain is coming back, that doesn't mean that Melton will be reduced to a pile of nothingness. Because earlier in the season, he was playing big minutes alongside Bain. So while I will forever die on the hill that D'Anthony Melton's a pretty good player, um, I will take the risk on him. But if you don't want to, I totally get it. Don't, don't do it if you don't feel comfortable with it. But it's trending in the right direction. For the Spurs, I'll die on the hill that Devin Vassell's a really good player and should play more than 20 minutes a night. And no, I don't know anything more than Greg Popovich at all. But I know that he should play more than 20 minutes a night, which is what he played last game. So I want to watch what Devin Vassell's role is. Can it push into high 20s? Doubt it, but I'd like to see it. And then Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Shooting has been off for White lately. He's not also not getting any steals. Let's hope that that is able to uh, be a trend that is reversed. The Spurs and the Jazz. I want to watch Bismack Biombo because he is playing... Literally, without argument, the best basketball of his career. He's scoring at like yeah, three times his career average. He's averaging like 15 points a game somehow. Now, if DeAndre Ayton plays, does that change? 
Does he go back out of the rotation? Do they keep him as the backup ahead of JaVale? That's what I want to watch. Also, Cam Johnson, whose minutes are up, if Jay Crowder is out. If Jay Crowder plays, does Johnson go back and play 24 minutes? Probably. I wouldn't drop Cam just yet if Crowder's back, but I'd like to see what happens there. Well, for the Jazz, they were without Mitchell, Conley, Bogdanovich, Ingles, O'Neal, and Gobert last game. I expect Conley to return. I expect Bogdanovich to return. I expect O'Neal to return. But I don't know about Mitchell or Gobert or even Ingles. I think Ingles probably plays. So if Gobert is out, we're watching Hassan Whiteside. We're seeing what his playing time looks like. And then also, Bogdan, not Bogdan, Boyan Bogdanovich, who's dealing with that avulsion fracture. How does that impact his game if he's actually able to play? Does it make his shooting less predictable? I don't know how that's possible. But does it make it less consistent? I guess that's uh, a risk we have. The next game, which is the last game, is the Mavericks and the Trailblazers. Tim Hardaway, um, I put him on there just because he continues to be rostered in far too many leagues. And I want to see why. I want to just, again, get another data point for me to tell you you're crazy for rostering him. He can be a points and three streamer. That's it. Also, I want to watch Luka Doncic, who's playing a shit ton of minutes. 39, 42, 38, 38 the last three games. It's a little bit of a worry. It is on a back-to-back. We hope his ankle's okay. He's playing really well at the moment, Doncic. Um, But let's, fingers crossed. For the Blazers, Norman Powell, he's back. So how does the Simons, Powell, Little, McCullum rotation work? Who goes to the bench? Probably Little, but we'll find out. And then Bob Covington dealing with a uh, finger dislocation. He's okay. He'll play. But another guy that could see a drop in minutes because if Powell plays the three, maybe Little plays a little bit more at the four. And that drops Covington's production. So we want to watch that. Let's look at some nine-catch streamers. There's no back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. Let's look at some nine-catch streamers. Kessler Edwards, Bruce Brown, Cody Martin. It's if you've got roster spots, of course. Jeremy Lamb, Onyeka Okongwu, if you're just looking for some defensive stats. Dante DiVincenzo, Johnny Conchard, JaVale McGee, slash Bismack Biombo, Trimra Kiki, and Danilo Gallinari. For deeper leagues, all those same names apply, but we also look at Rudy Gay, Dean Wade, Isaac Okoro, Javonte Green, Chetty Osman, Doug McDermott, Cam Thomas, Lonnie Walker, Zaire Williams, and Georgie Hill. And then for points leagues, all of these guys are available in over 50% of leagues. Goga Badadze, DeAnthony Melton, Marvin Bagley, Kessler Edwards, Pat Mills, Nico Batum, Bruce Brown Jr., Devin Vassell, Io Desunmu, and the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Guys, that will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumb up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.